Hello, you guys. Welcome or welcome back to my podcast. I hope everyone is having an amazing day. It's currently Sunday evening and I came back from Florida, I think Wednesday or Thursday, and I am still so freaking jet lagged. It's crazy when I went there. I did not have any jet lag at all. I remember I went for dinner and then got straight to bed and woke up the next day, normal hour. And now that I'm back, I feel so jet lagged. I've been sleeping at like 3 30 a.m. every single night and waking up at literally like 10 30 which is very late for me and you know when you wake up late and you just feel like your whole day is like wasted or like you got off on the wrong foot and now everything is just like panicked especially when you have like a lot of things to do and you just feel a little bit overwhelmed that's been my whole entire week since i've been back but it does feel very good to be back even though i'm leaving again next week it is the summer of traveling and doing things and going places i always get questions around this time of the year about why i travel so much but i never really spend summers in london summers in london are not the vibe especially right now it's literally freezing and raining and the weather is horrible and it's not warm at all and I like warm weather so during the summer I do like to travel and either be in the states either in Florida or Los Angeles or just go around in South France, Greece, Spain, Italy, anywhere other than London. I think Europe is so gorgeous around this time of the year that there are so many amazing places literally an hour away. South of France is like an hour away. It is like an hour and a half which is not a long time. It's really easy to get around in the summer. I feel like all my American friends are coming to Europe during the summer and I was just in the States. I was in Florida visiting family and it was so nice and cozy. Florida though is hot on another level type of hot. Like you feel like you can't breathe when you're outside but I like it that way. The one thing I do not like about the states in general especially in the summertime is the ac the ac is blasting 24 7 but it's not just like a nice cool breeze that like helps you get through your day especially when you're sweating it is literally freezing you literally feel like you're in the north pole it is not a vibe at all i was literally going to dinner every single night and bringing like a jacket with me because i knew i was gonna freeze especially if you're going to the supermarket you have to bring a jacket you have to bring like coat some gloves a beanie all that stuff but other than that it was so nice it was my first time going to Longbow Key and we were visiting family there and it was so sweet just to spend time with them and also just visit a new place that I've never been before my husband never been there so it was really nice to explore and spend time at the beach if you live around Florida I definitely suggest you go it was just dreamy I think it was my favorite vacation throughout the whole summer Longbow Key in Florida there is a big difference summers in Europe and summers in the States and I like how casual everything in the States is. Like everyone is in flip-flops and shorts for dinner, for lunch, for anything. Everyone is super casually dressed, which I love. I am like that in the summer. I don't want to be dressed up. I feel like in the South of France, everyone is so freaking dressed up and like wearing heels and makeup and this and that that I feel like, okay, I have to step up my game as well. But I do love spending summers in the States where everyone is very chill. You just eat some really good fried fish by the sea you have your arnold palmer you have a nice beer and a nice ice cream and that's it another thing i love about summer in the states which does not exist in europe is dinner is at 6 or 7 p.m max 8 like the restaurants shut at like 8 39 in europe you, no one will be at dinner before like 9 30 and I just love an early dinner. I'm an early dinner girl. I want to be done early, go to bed early, then you wake up fresh. We have a dinner booked for next week at 10.30 p.m. That to me is very crazy, but it was really nice and I got to rest and relax and spend some good quality time with family and friends. 
and my husband, of course. And now I'm back. I'm getting ready. I'm starting to pack to leave next week. But I did miss the podcast so much. I'm so glad to be back. And we get to chat and talk about everything and catch up with our lives. I really need to get my nails done before I leave. And my nails are looking rough. I do not have an appointment either. I'm going to try and walk in to a nice nail salon. Hopefully, they'll have time. My secret is I go right as soon as they open at like 10 a.m. That usually works. A lot of places here take walk-in customers so that is what I do. I always get questions on like where I get my nails done in London and I don't have a specific spot. I am so lazy. I literally go to the closest next to my house. Whichever that is, I just go there. I'm not picky at all when it comes to my nails and I don't have like a set person that I go to no matter what. I know some people are like that. I just haven't found that and I'm not picky so I just go wherever they'll take me. Anyways, let's get straight into the episode. For today, I wanted to talk about relationships and I feel like I haven't talked a lot about relationships here and I've done some Q&As that contain, you know, relationship questions, but I feel like I should dedicate a couple episodes where we talk about relationships and I want to do a little Q&A and any advice you guys want to hear from me and we just go from there because it's just a lot easier if I get questions and I answer them and I also know exactly what you want to know and we can just talk about things it feels more of a conversation when you ask questions instead of just me rambling and I'm going to give you advice the exact same way I like to give advice to my friends I tell them how it is I'm not going to sugarcoat things and when they want real true advice I'm always going to be there for them the same way I'm here for you I just pulled up the questions and it's literally the most questions I've ever received so I'm definitely going to do a part two or three even if you guys want me to do that because I want to respond to as many of these as I can. Yeah, I always like to start with the first question I get no matter what it is, so let's do it. How to deal with meeting his former partners slash flings. See, I don't think that that is a necessary thing you should do. Like I have no desire meeting any of my husband's exes or past flings. And I don't see a benefit in meeting them. I don't see, you know, me really wanting to form a friendship with someone who's had a past with my husband. I mean, I wish them well wherever they are in this world. I don't want to know anything about them. I just feel like I would overthink it for some reason and it's useless and it's pointless and they're with you because they want to be with you. If they wanted to be with their past fling, they would definitely do that, but they're not. They chose you for a reason and I just don't think there's a benefit in you meeting them, but if you have to, if you in his friend group and you just have to meet them always be polite always be cordial same way you are with everyone that's how you should treat them with grace with respect with a big smile and i guess we keep it moving girls are not competition and they should never be viewed as competition we should all be on each other's team so absolutely zero catty energy or being mean or anything like that we do not do that another ex related question is is it normal that he still follows his ex after breaking up with her and likes her posts okay the follow is one thing because maybe he's not active on instagram maybe he doesn't use it or whatever i still don't think there's you know any benefit from him following his ex i don't think that's cool necessarily he could easily unfollow her but also liking her posts on top of that so he's active and he knows he's following her and he's liking her posts absolutely fucking not i do not think so that is not cool and he should definitely unfollow her and not like her posts is sending nudes a good idea it depends on who you're sending nudes to this is very sad but we do live in a world where it can get really scary really fast and things get passed around and things get sent to the wrong people especially if you're in college 
college. If you're in high school, do not, do not do that under any circumstance ever. But in college and when you're in your 20s, it is a common thing. But I would never send nudes to a boy if that boy wasn't my boyfriend. Guys can be gross and they can send things to their friends just to appear like the good, cool dude. Like they're getting bitches or I don't even know. And nudes and stuff like that, it's like such a vulnerable thing. And I would hate it if anything was to be shown to someone else. So I would only do it to someone I trust a hundred million percent and I'm in a relationship with. I've gotten this question a couple of times and it's how do you know that he is the one? I think there's many indicators that can point out to him being the one and I'm going to list a few. Number one is that you feel so comfortable around them. You can truly be yourself and be unfiltered and say whatever you want and just have fun. You just laugh with each other. You're each other's best friends. That's another big thing. You're best friends with each other. You just have the best time together and you also bring out the best in each other. You become the best version of yourself when you're with this guy. He brings out the best version of you. He's also kind and gentle with you. He listens. And I think a lot of girls are like that. I really want to be safe around a guy. So a guy that makes me feel safe and protected. That is also a big sign that he's the one. He's thoughtful. He listens to the little things. And he's actively working on becoming the best partner for you. You're working on becoming the best partner for him. You compliment each other. He tells you how much he loves you. And he shows you that he loves you. That is another big thing. You will never never have to question whether that man is in love with you or not. You just know that he is. You also have the same core beliefs. I think that's another thing that of course will help the relationship. Having fundamental core beliefs that are similar to each other will help you, you know, build a beautiful future together and hopefully one day have kids together. Again, being on the same page with life, knowing that you want to both take the next step in your relationship or knowing exactly where you stand in your relationship. And someone who's gentle with you, cherishes you, loves you. And of course, love isn't enough. He needs to respect you. So all of those little things and many more. I think are indications that he might be the one. Next question is, what should I keep in mind during the talking stage so I can build something healthy? I love that question. I think very early on and in the talking stage, you get to see different colors of someone. You get to see the red flags very early on. And sometimes we're wearing rose colored glasses and we choose to ignore those red flags when they're right there for us. So my advice is take off the rose-colored glasses and stop romanticizing this man and start looking at exactly who he is. And not necessarily who you want him to be, but who he actually is. I think that's a huge thing for building something very healthy. Also, I think taking it slow, I think it does depend from couple to couple, but taking it slow, it's something that you'll never regret. And at the end of the day, you're going to know that he's the one 100 million percent. I saw this other question that was like, do you believe in taking it slow? Yeah, I think there's nothing wrong with taking something slow. When I started dating my husband, it was like very slow and I wanted to be, you know, cautious and take things slow and not rush into anything too fast. I think I waited like literally like two and a half months before I slept at his house because I just love sleeping on my bed and like have my own little, you know, skincare routine and everything like that. But I was like, why would I not sleep in my bed? It's like so comfortable and I have like all my skincare there. I remember I used to refuse to sleep in anyone's bed and he would get so mad. He was like, no, you're going to sleep here tonight. But I'm just all about taking it slow and dipping my toes into something before jumping in. How to know when you're ready to start a new relationship after a breakup. I feel like a lot of people say different things about this. They're like, oh, you should just like wait for a year or six months or they say it's like half of the relationship 
or something like that but i honestly think it depends on the situation and depends on you but i definitely think you should take some time to just like be with yourself and figure yourself out don't bring anything from your past relationship into your new relationship don't bring any of the trauma any of the hurt any of the you know bad experiences because that will not be good for your new relationship and it's not healthy at all take your time don't rush into anything but also when you feel like you want to go back out there don't feel guilty about it as long as you feel ready and healed and you feel like you can do this leaving the past relationship baggage then I think you should do it. It's something that nobody can tell you. Only yourself will know, your heart. But also if you're ready and you want to get out there and you want to date and it's something exciting for you, do it. I support you. How to stop being so jealous? I mean, I fully trust him, but I can't stop. If you fully trust him and you truly think that, you know, nothing nefarious is ever going to happen, then I do suggest working on yourself and try and figure out where that jealousy is coming from. And of course, journal about it and maybe even talk to your therapist if you have a therapist about it. Because if that feeling is not created by him, then maybe it's something that you need to deal with. Maybe it's from a past relationship or even from your childhood. But I completely understand it is not a good feeling at all, especially feeling jealous in a relationship where you trust him. You just feel icky and you're like, why do I feel this way? In those moments, you really want to build your self-confidence. You want to work on yourself for yourself. Also talk about it with him. Talk about it with your boyfriend and try and figure out why you're feeling the way you're feeling. Especially if, as you just said, he's never given you a reason. How do you divide house chores in your relationship? That is a very different question out of everything I've answered so far. We don't necessarily divide house chores like that, but it's mostly like, oh, I'm in the kitchen. I'm just going to load up the dishwasher or, oh, I want to get this like washed. So I'm going to do a load of laundry. Whoever is doing something that needs to get done, they just like clean it, if that makes sense. But we don't really divide them like that. It's just whoever is around and wants something done, they just do it. One thing I refuse to do is take out the trash. That chore is for boys only. I mean, I'll tie the trash. I'll put it by the door, you know, even outside the door maybe. But I hate taking the trash out. That is the one thing I don't like to do. And the one thing that he doesn't like to do is folding laundry. That is my job. So that is kind of how we divide things. And he'll usually tidy up in the morning and I'll tidy up before bed. I want to bring back the sparkle of the beginning. Any tips? Love you. Yes, I do have some tips for you and it is go back to doing the things you used to love doing when you guys first met. What was it that made you guys fall in love? Everything that you used to do in the start of the relationship that you felt like butterflies every time, you know, you did that with him, whether that's going for a walk, going to a wine bar and just like spending the whole night there laughing. Do those things again. Plan those date nights. The same things that you used to do in the beginning of your relationship. Another good one is do a little staycation or a vacation, a mini holiday, a road trip, something where you go outside of your normal every single day life. This will bring a sense of excitement and adventure back in the relationship. It is a great way to just like refresh it and feel good and have some fun. Go to a place where you both have never been before. Even if it's staycation, go somewhere you guys have never been and just spend time with each other and go for walks and grab coffee and go for nice dinners or order room service, do whatever you want that makes you feel good. But usually going away and getting out of your comfort zone always brings back some excitement. I find that all those tips really help. Do you have any advice on practicing self-love while being with your partner? I think no matter what relationship you're in, it's so important to take some time to just be by yourself. Alone time for me is crucial. It is an absolutely crucial part and I made that clear at the start of my relationship that I need time to just like be by myself. It is how I recharge. It is how I get to set my mind straight 
I just love spending time with myself and I think it's essential, especially if you're living together and you're doing everything together to just have some time for yourself and really spend time on yourself, like whether that is journaling or going for walks, taking 30 minutes to do your skincare in the mirror and just like say affirmations to yourself or listen to a nice guided meditation. You got to do the work whether you're with someone or you're not. I know especially if you're in the you know honeymoon stage and the beginning of a relationship it can just sometimes feel like as if all your problems are suddenly solved but that is not the case at all. You got to do the work and you got to give yourself a lot of self-love. Self-love is crucial. RuPaul said it best if you don't love yourself how the hell are you going to love somebody else and I never want you to feel guilty about that whether that looks like you know taking an hour to watch real housewives with a face mask on you should do that this is just a psa but just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean that you know you're not going to spend time by yourself and you're not going to have friends and you're going to do things no your partner should never be the only thing you have going on they're of course a part of your life but you have different parts of your life as well have your job your hobbies your friends your interests things you like to do without them going on trips with your girlfriends doing things that have absolutely nothing to do with your partner i think again as part of a healthy relationship because i got another question that kind of goes with what i just said and it's how to not lose yourself in a relationship and not get emotionally addicted the way to do that is have your own shit going on that has absolutely nothing to do with your partner and not making them everything in your life doing the things that you want to do and focusing on yourself and focusing on your hobbies and your passions and things you want to do and you know you wake up in the morning you journal you have your amazing morning routine you work out you go to your work you then go have drinks with friends you just don't make them everything in your life i feel like that is a big part of not losing yourself in a relationship of course they're a big part and of course you know they're your person and you talk to them and you love them and you spend a lot of time with them but they can't be the only thing you have going on in your life i feel like that can often be a trap for emotional addiction independence and relationship on both sides is a big part you get to do your own thing he can have his own boys nights and do whatever he wants but there's freedom on both sides keep doing your hobbies keep going to like potter class or pilates or whatever it is that you like to do keep doing that don't stop doing that don't stop socializing if your friends are going for drinks after work or your co-workers or whatever go for those drinks go have a couple drinks and have fun if you think your partner's too pushy and he's overstepping your boundaries just be vocal about that and don't be afraid to stand up for yourself and be like hey this is not what I want. This is getting, you know, a little bit too much for me. Be 100% honest and tell them exactly how you feel. Sometimes strong boundaries are essential. You got to protect yourself and you got to protect your energy. And the slower you take the relationship, I think the better it will be for you. That's another tip to not lose yourself in the relationship. Just take it extra slow. You know, you have nothing to lose, especially if they're your person and you're going to spend the rest of your life with them. There's no point in like rushing things. Just do everything on your own pace. <laughs> that is a funny one. And it's how to make him take more pictures. Girl, if you have an answer to that, let me know as well because I do not know. I feel like it's because i also asked my husband to take a thousand photos of me so i don't think his brain thinks like oh i should just like keep doing this it would be like a 24 7 thing so he only takes when i ask i guess or if it's like a pretty sunset he will like take a cute photo of me or something but spontaneous like that i do not know i think matilda jerf might have the answer to that because all her photos look amazing and they look so spontaneous and like her boyfriend i think takes all of them and i just need to know how she gets him to like take all these cool photos she needs to do a little course for that because all her photos look as if she's 
just like, you know, in that moment, like doing something or like making a cup of coffee and like someone is snapping a very candid photo of her. I freaking love all her photos. She looks so flawless. How do you help your partner when they have anxiety or they are really stressed out? I think the number one thing is listening. Be there and listen to them. Show them that you care about them. Show them that you're going to be there for them no matter what. Make them know that you are absolutely not judging them at all. You are only there to make the situation better and to make them feel better. Also be extremely patient with them. Don't be snappy. Don't be, you know, moody or whatever. Just be calm and patient. The same way you would want someone to help you if you were going through something, that's what you should do to them. Don't minimize their feelings. Just be present. Encourage them. Try to be the calming voice next to them, if that makes sense. Of course, if this escalates to something even bigger, then definitely, you know, encourage them to seek help and maybe go see a therapist because obviously a professional is going to have way better advice. There are so many more good questions that I want to answer, but I'm going to have to do a couple more parts. So stay with me. I think I've answered enough questions for the day. Don't hate me, but there's not going to be an episode next week, I think, because I'm still going to be away. But once I'm back, there's going to be another episode. Work with me. It's a summer schedule. It's not going to be like that forever, I promise. Hope you're having the best day whenever, wherever you're listening to this, and I can't wait to speak to you again. Once I'm back, I love you.